1: Hi, I'm Elmo.
0: Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual.
1: You're my best friend. With two of my best friends,
0: Maxie. So we're we're not gonna kiss then. <laughs> Let
1: me tell you this: dropping a taco is a national emergency.
0: You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life friendship and tacos here are your hosts industrious moxie Ann, and the amusing
1: Ruben j welcome to you're my best friend a podcast about life friendship and tacos and today voting my name is Ruben j and
0: i'm moxie Ann.
1: i get really excited about the and part of your name
0: well you the way you said it made me have to say it that way
1: oh 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 yeah oh okay well this week like i said we are uh we're doing a special episode for you guys for the people we are doing this for the people moxie
0: we are we are doing this entirely for the people um actually i didn't want to do this so
1: it was your idea
0: this was your idea
1: that's right (laughs) because i come up with all the good ideas for the podcast No, no, no. You come up with some ideas for the podcast, and I allow every fourth one.
0: That's really your reasoning? What? Is Is that a rule?
1: I mean, not an official rule. I can always change it up, but that's usually how it goes.
0: I don't like the amount of power you have.
1: I mean, I created the show. I edit the show. I distribute the show. I produce the show. I think it's pretty good to it's pretty safe to say that I am the show.
0: Yeah. But I'm also the show. You are you are A
1: you are a show. My microphone cut out there for a second. You are a show, but you are not the show.
0: I'm just saying I think a lot of people aren't tuning in just to hear Ruben. I think most of them are tuning in to hear the amazing guests that we bring on the show. But unfortunately, this week, we won't be doing that, actually. Unfortunately, uh,
1: I'm very happy that we don't have to worry about a third party this week.
0: <laughs> so, Ruben, do you want to explain to our listeners what we're doing this week?
1: We are doing something called Podcast the Vote.
0: I really love this title. And when Ruben told me about the title... Um, and I was like, wow, that I, I love that. That's amazing. He thought I was being sarcastic, but it is actually wonderful. Um so we're doing a short mini-series in between seasons. We who just finished said, up season four who last said week.
1: Anything about short. It's three
0: episodes. It's short.
1: Each episode is gonna be four hours long. No, it's not. Yes, it is.
0: No, it's really not. Mm, you wanna um, bet? So we're we're doing a mini series called Podcast the Vote. Each week leading up to the election, we're going to be talking about something that we think is important for you, the voters, to know about. So we're not going to be talking politics. This is not the Ben Shapiro show. This is not a political podcast all of a sudden. No, it's not.
1: This isn't the Ben Shapiro show? No. I got to go. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I got to go.
0: So this isn't something where we're like taking you, you know – Taking you guys, throwing you for a loop. Oh my gosh, what? They never talk about politics. This is why I listen to this show. We are going to be talking about the who, what, and why of this election season. Who the candidates are, what they stand for, and why we should be voting. Uh, Ruben, did you have something to say?
1: It's not what I wrote. But it is. No, I wrote who you should vote for. Why you should be voting and what you should be voting for.
0: Well, you told me that I was in charge of this mini series. That's so.
1: not what I said. I said you're in charge of the research. Well, which, by the way, you did like half a page in a Google Doc with links.
0: It's more than you did.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 whose fault is that? Yours? Don't answer that. <laughs> all right so basically what we're doing here is at the end of this episode Moxian will endorse one of the presidential candidates
0: no i will not
1: you said However, you would
0: no no i i never said that anywhere
1: you should listen to last week's episode
0: i actually kind of make it my goal in life to not do that so
1: last week on the podcast i said that you will endorse a candidate and you said yes
0: all right, fine. At the end I will endorse a candidate.
1: For president of the United States of America. I will between endorse Joe a Biden candidate. and Donald John Trump.
0: I will endorse a candidate.
1: For president of the United States of America. I'm
0: not going to say
1: 2020 between the Republican incumbent president Donald John Trump or the Democratic nominee Joseph Roberto Biden. <laughs> actually, I was actually pretty close. What is it? Robinette.
0: Robinette? Yeah. Is that even a name? I have no idea.
1: And it's a what? ju he's a junior. So there's been two.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Anyway, sorry. Um all right, cool. So we're gonna take a commercial break. When we come back. Uh, We are going to be talking to the President of the United States, Donald Trump, and his opponent for the 2020 presidential election, Joseph Rigoberto Biden Jr.,
0: And let's not forget about Joe Jorgensen because we're going to be talking a little bit Who? about her as well. Joe Jorgensen. Who? Yeah, that was pretty much the response of everyone I asked. We'll be back right after this short break.
1: Who said you can throw a commercial break? You're not allowed to throw a commercial break. And we're back. What the hell? What the hell are you doing? Why? Are you- And that was our commercial break. My name is Ruben J. Welcome back to the You're
0: My Best Friend show. I want to bring it.
1: Okay, now it's time to get serious. We are back. It's You're My Best Friend. Cast the vote edition. Um,
0: Welcome back to You're My Best Friend, a mm -hmm. podcast about life, friendship, and tacos.
1: All right. So I'm doing the show solo now. Uh, Moxie Ann has been removed. From the conversation. Uh and this is this is the Ruben Shapiro Show. What? What? No. The Rue Ben Shapiro Show. No. Ben. All right, whatever. Uh so you're listening. Woo. We're we're wasting way too much time here on this podcast. Uh you are listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and voting. Um for tacos. Uh, So I think first and foremost, we do have to say that we are going to be talking about the most important issue in the 2020 election, and that is hard shell tacos or soft tacos. Mm, That will be episode number three. We want to hear your votes in the comments below and on our Instagram. We're going to be posting that poll uh, very, very soon. So make sure sure you cast your vote for a hard shell taco or a soft shell taco. Taco. we know what Lori bischoff thought so make sure to turn, tune into last week's episode as well um, i
0: think this is really the issue that the voters want to hear about
1: it is it is yeah it's uh, the only one that matters also i love that i was joking about like half a page of notes and uh i was actually accurate about that so uh,
0: i'm not offended
1: you should be all right so uh who should we talk about first should we talk about the nobody the the buddy or the person somewhere in between
0: Actually, I wanted to start out with something a little different this week. Is that okay?
1: We didn't talk about this.
0: Yes, we did. No, we did not. We actually had a full conversation about this. When you may have been asleep, but um so when did you uh, talk to
1: me when I was never mind?
0: <laughs> Earlier last week, I posted on my Instagram story because I was curious because obviously like we're Oh talking we're doing about this first. Vi- what?
1: We're doing this first?
0: Yeah, we're doing this first. Okay. I told you that's segment one.
1: Oh, see, you did not say that to me.
0: I, we had like a 10 minute conversation about it. Anyway, so earlier this week, I posted on my Instagram story because I was curious. We, it like in today's political climate, one of the things that I have found to be very, very irritating um, is the polarization and more specifically, um, the identity politics in this election season, uh, they're really disturbing to me. And like the fact that we just go around name calling, the fact that you can call somebody a liar. And Rosie they, that's they... Yeah, like you can call somebody a liar, like Fox News can call somebody a liar. And then the next day you've got 50,000 people who just think that this person is a liar or a cheater or that somebody paid $750 in taxes. Like if that, you know, if that comes out that's just what we think and so i was curious to see um what people actually think about who these candidates are not what their policies are not what they've done not their history but just like who they are as a person so i reached out on instagram earlier last week on my personal account at moxie music um cheap so plug far... what
1: cheap plug <laughs>
0: Well, just in case people want to know so that they can get involved in the next two episodes. Um, I reached you think out Think that on You
1: would at, tell them to follow the podcast for stuff like this.
0: Well, also that, but I'm assuming they already do.
1: You know what they so, say about assumptions.
0: I just put out, doing a quick survey for our next podcast episode, respond to my next questions to be involved. And then I wrote, for each of the three political candidates, I now know that there are four, I'm so sorry... Uh, I honestly just hadn't heard of the fourth one. Uh, So I asked about Donald Trump, Joe Jorgensen, and Joe Biden. I asked, what's one word that comes to your mind to describe who, blank, the person is? Him as a person, i.e. career or past, not his policies or stances. So I asked, who is Donald Trump? Who is Joe Biden? Who is Joe Jorgensen? And now I'm not going to reveal any of the people who turn in these responses because... I feel like uh, that's a privacy breach, and also I don't want anyone to get murdered. But I am going to read these responses. I refuse.
1: To... I refuse to answer any of. The... I, re- I refuse. Wow. I refuse. <laughs> you <laughs> would
0: I not re- be able to.
1: <laughs> I refuse to respond to any of these without a name and address.
0: Uh no. So I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read these to Ruben and to our lovely listeners. Um, and get Ruben's reactions because we have a lot of fun responses on this. Are you ready, Ruben?
1: All right. So this is this is the very first ever edition of Ruben J responds to the comments.
0: What about Ruben J reacts?
1: That's what I meant. <laughs> 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 it's been a long day. I can tell. It's been actually it's been a long two days technically.
0: I, yeah, we need to talk. Are you okay?
1: I'm I need some I need energy drinks also it didn't help that I had a big bowl of pasta before doing this
0: Mm, yeah that that doesn't typically help much I mean it helps
1: the stomach but it just I'm my brain's not working well so let's let's do this let's do this let's do this let's do this let's go 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 go.
0: uh Donald Trump and by the way just so y'all know Um, I come from a really interesting background. I'm not going to explain it in depth, but basically I was homeschooled, grew up Christian, and now I work in the music industry in L.A. I have a couple thousand followers.
1: You know what that means.
0: All of which come from different political, religious uh, upbringing backgrounds. You know what that
1: means.
0: So I got a lot of different responses on this.
1: You know Uh, what that that means.
0: What does it mean?
1: I can't say because you'll get mad at me.
0: It means that I didn't have any friends.
1: And still doesn't. Don't. (laughs) Let's do this. Go, 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 go. So we're starting
0: with Donald Trump. The first words we have to describe this, we've got fearless, courageous, and then liar.
1: Wait, wait, wait. In the same...
0: No, no, no. So these are all from different people. So I asked people to respond with one word or I guess a couple of people responded with a phrase. So uh, one person said fearless, another person said courageous, another person said liar.
1: I think all then, I think all are accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he's he's he is a pretty fearless person. Um, you know, he's courageous by I mean the fact that he ran for president. Through through all the mud that they threw at him, and he's also known to be a liar. I mean, he's a real he's a real estate guy. I mean, it's called puffery in the in the, in the real estate industry, you know. So it's it's no no surprise there.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on, we had we also had some people who didn't quite read the question and responded with a paragraph. So read it. Then we have knows how to get results, but very unorthodox methods. He's a little bit of an a hole too.
1: Yeah. You, you, know, you, know what, you know what that's called? What? Being a New Yorker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we can agree all New Yorkers are a little bit
1: a-hole. <laughs> you have to be to survive New York. I mean, Honestly. You, you can't, you know, I, I've never met a, a New Yorker who was just, like, a relatively nice guy uh, or a nice person. I mean, they, they're nice, like, in their core, but, like, they have an outer shell of, like, being kind of rough around the age the ages rough <laughs> around the edges at two and uh and you know and a lot of it's because you're bumping into people 24 7 you're like hey get the freak off of me you know uh my, yeah you know my so. first
0: impression of new york when i was a kid was from watching this madeline cartoon when like all the little parisian french girls go to new york and the like the signature defining thing about New York is that there are like 20,000 taxis in the middle of the street and they're all honking 24-7. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's New York.
1: They never, actually I've, had I've, to I've,
0: put a ban on honking because of that. Yeah, I know.
1: I've never been to New York. I want to go to New York.
0: Oh my gosh, we need to go.
1: Not right now. Um, we should go. <laughs>
0: Well, and that being said, my grandpa's from New York, uh, so I've always thought that Donald Trump actually reminded me a little bit of my grandpa, which probably shifted the way I thought
1: about him. Not my grandpa, but Trump. Doesn't your grandpa know Donald Trump?
0: No, no. My uncle went to school with Obama. That's probably what you're thinking of.
1: No, I think your grandpa's told me stories of, like, running into him in New York. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I'll need to ask him about that.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm mixing up with another old New York man, but...
0: <laughs> How many New York men are you friends with?
1: Quite a few, to be honest. Okay, I, I love. All right. I love my used- so- ah!
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are you ready to move on? Yes. <laughs> are you too busy reacting to horror movies on your desktop?
1: <laughs> no, I, I forgot. That I'm using two different computers to log into the stream right now, and my other computer locked me off the stream. But that's not the computer. That's the one that I'm using as the main computer. (laughs) (laughs) So surprised that you even heard that. Uh, Ah. Yes. Next one. Let's go.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm just gonna keep reading through. Clown. Successful. Alien.
1: What? (laughs) Who? Who said that? I didn't know who said that.
0: I will. I will send it to you later. It's not anyone you know.
1: Okay. That. That's. That's bizarre to me. Like. If anybody's an alien, it's not Donald Trump. Like that guy, (laughs) that guy, you know, like that guy was born and bred in New York. Like No, I think
0: he means like like oo not like
1: No, I know. I don't know what sound that was, but I know exactly what he's talking about. Like like a alien from Mars. And what I'm saying is like, no, Donald Trump is like the epitome of human beings. Yes. You know, like Like, and not not, not necessarily a good thing. I'm not saying that that's, like, an important... Like, humans in general just need to do better. If he was an alien, he'd actually probably be popular.
0: Probably. Because he'd have all that mind control stuff. Or mime control. Do aliens have mind control or mime control?
1: You're thinking about Star Wars.
0: I don't know what I'm thinking about.
1: That's the Force.
0: I want the Force.
1: The Force be with you. And, and also, also with, with you. you. Oh damn.
0: Sorry. And with your spirit. Uh, <laughs> okay. America. A businessman. Unprofessional. Okay. I. This is one of my favorites. Current president.
1: <laughs> That's probably the most accurate depiction yeah. of Donald Trump I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. Um if If you ask me about Donald Trump, that's probably gonna be my answer from now on. uh yeah. you describe Donald Trump in a couple of words. The current president and then <laughs> see half the country melt down and cry.
0: oh, that's from uh Olivia by the way, um my friend olivia which one uh the one that you don't like
1: i've never s- i've never said. Se- listen listen, Moxie you can't first of all, you can't be throwing out my personal business like that. And second of all, you can't be making up just slanderous libel lies.
0: Moving on, we have business. Um, I mean, that's, th-
1: that's accurate. Donald Trump is a business. That's uh, true, yeah. But I think I mean, Trump Tower. Well, I mean, I'm thinking more like Trump ties, Trump chairs, Trump steak, Trump water, Trump magazine, Trump the game.
0: Yeah, you know okay. what's here's um, here's
1: here's a fun a fun new Donald Trump game, the reverse Monopoly. Instead of trying, <laughs> instead of trying to buy up the entire boardwalk and become the richest person there, it's how quickly you can file for bankruptcy fifteen times.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a good idea.
1: Trademark pending.
0: Um. Okay. So I like these two responses. These are both from the same person. Uh. At bucket of merp. I know I said I wasn't gonna give them away, but these are really funny. Um. So. I, when I typed out the question, it was, who is Donald Trump? And I capitalized who on all of them. So WHO, all caps. And World he Health responded with. What?
1: World Health Organization.
0: Yeah, he responded with, World Health Organization is Donald Trump? And then he said, okay, but really, I think successful. My man's had a reality TV show where he got to fire celebrities. <laughs> okay. And then we have an, an poser.
1: Is that Kevin with an I?
0: Yeah. Um, we have an effing poser, which I'm. You're an effing poser, man. Um, I like this one because he spelled narcissist wrong. Uh, we have jackass, lol. Sociopath. Socio
1: sociopath.
0: Sociopath. Con man. Sham complex
1: i like (laughs) i like how all the conservatives like like the conservatives all got (laughs) in on this poll really early and all the all the you know more centered to liberal people are like they're trailing in the polls which usually in presidential elections it's the other way around yeah (laughs) usually the liberals get out to the poll first
0: yeah uh relentless A businessman who says yes without fully knowing what he is saying yes to.
1: I don't think that's true.
0: Uh, uh, Yeah. Also, they were supposed to respond with one word. Uh, Blasphemous and vain, quote, Christian who can't tell the truth. And then, Daddy. I wonder who that one's from.
1: No idea. No idea.
0: Yeah. Are you ready to hear the Joe Biden ones now?
1: (laughs) You know, let me just say this real quick. I'm really surprised that people didn't like they used like some of the original, like the "oh he's a liar, he's this or that." I'm surprised nobody used the word rapist. Nobody used the word uh, sexual assault. You know, person. Uh, nobody used the word racist for Donald yeah. Trump. I'm actually really surprised about that.
0: Yeah, I was a little bit surprised too. And obviously, I mean, I've only gotten about 300 uh, views on this. So <laughs> only it-
1: 300 views.
0: Well, usually I get above that, so it may get some more responses within the next couple of days oh. if that does happen. Hmm. What? What? Nothing. Um. We're okay. Also, we're half an hour
1: into this, and we haven't talked about the actual candidates. So
0: I know. Well, if you if you would just stop talking so much in
1: response. This is you, this is called Ruben J responds reacts responds to the reactions. Ruben J responds to the reactions of the reacting responses.
0: Responsions.
1: Gabriel. Okay, okay.
0: Moving to Joe Biden. Also, some of the interesting ones are like how both people responded to both, or like how one person responded to both people. So, like the person who said fearless for Donald Trump, um yeah, fearless for Donald Trump responded with senile for Joe Biden. I mean,
1: it's true. Um, <laughs> it's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see who else the person who said alien for Donald Trump responded with vintage for Joe Biden the, the Biden ones are definitely pretty funny okay so let me go through these and then I'll read you a couple of comparisons that are great okay so we have senile deceitful <laughs> liar
1: see I, uh, I wonder what's worse I like is it worse to be a liar or worse to be deceitful
0: no, uh, I, I think I, one's just more sophisticated. I think
1: I well, that's what I'm saying. I I think being deceitful is worse than being a liar. Because I think <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think everybody lies, but people who are purposely deceitful mm. are evil. In my that's opinion. That's true. Like Yeah, if- you
0: can you can be a liar in terms like when it comes to being a liar, you could just be lying about certain things, but when you're characterized as being deceitful, then that means that like deception is part of your core.
1: Well, not only that, but what I'm saying is like lying to people doesn't take much thought process you know you know hey does does my butt look big in this dress you know like whatever but i don't know
0: does it ruben does your butt look big in that dress
1: oh yeah of course (laughs) especially because i got a really small size dress it's just everything looks big in that dress Mm. it's not good not good gonna return the dress
0: can i see this dress no it might fit me
1: it's way too small. Ouch. Like it's an extra small.
0: Why did you order an extra small?
1: I thought it's, I thought an XS meant like XS size, not oh my gosh. extra small. Um,
0: <laughs> okay. So continuing on. Oh, well I was I in the middle to...
1: of a comment. Oh
0: my gosh. Hurry
1: up. Being deceitful means that you put thought into your lies which makes it worse. <laughs> that means you're true. just a dick. That's true. Thank you.
0: All right, and Hamilton. I found it interesting the same person who uh so this same person responded with liar to both Trump and Biden.
1: Well, I mean politicians are liars.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although Trump isn't wasn't a politician. I was just going to say yeah, Trump now. really
0: wasn't a politician. Um dad bod. I like that one. To Joe Biden. <laughs>
1: Sleazy. Is that a guy or a girl responding to that?
0: A, a guy. Okay. Sleazy. Yeah. Vintage.
1: Mm. I don't know what they mean by nobody. Vintage. What, do, what do they mean by vintage?
0: Like old. Like I, I know.
1: Think. Like I know what vintage means, but I don't know That's what good. what it means in response to a person who clearly is not vintage. Like you, like, like there's a difference between being, you know. um, uh, what's 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 the word I'm looking for? Um,
0: well, I mean, he is an, 78. Being, an, being an
1: antique, you know, like an antique is cool and vintage and like has history and is something worth, you know, investing in. Uh, being an old fool who doesn't know how to put together sentences is a completely different story. Vintage, I would not use the word vintage for Joe Biden.
0: I don't know. Um, okay, we have you nobody. Do, you, no,
1: you do know. You do know. You just refuse to take a stand. If you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for?
0: I I don't fall.
1: <laughs> you just fall downstairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Nobody. Another politician. That's not, that's
1: not true though. He's actually a he's some he is somebody. Like like to say Joe Biden's a nobody is just patently untrue yeah he, he's a former vice president of the united states he's a 40 year long senator like he's been in the public eye f- longer than the public eye has even existed like that that's not that's not a fair representation of who joe biden is he might be a doddering fool he might not be anybody who you want in power ever you know to begin with but especially not again uh but to say he's a nobody is just is just you're you're fooling yourself if you think that joe biden's mm. a nobody
0: mm. Former vice president, question mark? I don't know if I'm answering these right. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Olivia. Oh. Liar. Uh,
1: so I would say to Olivia that, yes, Biden was the <laughs> former vice president and currently <laughs> is a former vice president of the United States. Um, but, yeah, you answered the question wrong. Thanks.
0: That's okay. There aren't points.
1: Oh, I'm giving points out.
0: <laughs> uh, liar twice. Obama's buddy. Not as big of an effing poser as Trump.
1: I would s I would I would disagree with that I completely. I would say he's even more of a poser. Um the line, you ain't black if you don't vote for me, shows you how much of a poser he is. Uh, you know, the fact that he thinks that black people don't have diversity shows you how much of a poser he is. Uh, mm. Joe, I think Joe Biden has been has been a poser for forty years, um, and the fact that now he's going against stuff that he said twenty years ago uh, shows you how much of a poser he was back then and how much of a poser he is now. The mm. fact the fact that he's saying things differently than you know, the fact that he's he's taking fundamentally different positions now than he did six months ago tells you how much of a poser he is.
0: Mm. Giver.
1: Oh, I'm sure there's some women who would agree with that one.
0: <laughs> Genuine. All caps pedophile. <laughs> Career politician. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Let me just say this, just for the sake of legality I don't believe I don't believe Joe Biden's a pedophile. Um by I, the
0: way, before we started this episode, I did tell Ruben that I wanted to take a nonpartisan approach
1: to it. This is just- me being nonpartisan. <laughs> I'm resp- I said nice things about Joe and I've said mean things about Joe. I said nice things about Trump, I said mean things about Trump. That's fair. That's bipartisan or nonpartisan or the partisan. Biden partisan. Well, Biden. Um <laughs> We also said that we wanted this to be quick and we're already thirty three minutes in. Yeah, let's uh, just
0: keep going.
1: Yeah, no, at this point. Uh what was I gonna say? <laughs> there, uh by I don't think Biden's a pedophile. Um, I, I just think that he's a very affectionate guy, uh, and, and I think he needs to learn not to be sniffing people's hair, specifically children, um, and also watch where he puts his hands. Um, so
0: I will say, have you ever sniffed a baby's head, though? Have you? No. Babies, like there's something about just the smell of a baby's head that's very wonderful, not in a weird way. This is a thing. Look it up. Next time you're holding a baby and not somebody else's baby who's going to be weirded out by it.
1: (laughs) I don't want to be a part of this podcast anymore. I don't know why I'm talking into the headphone.
0: I don't know either. (laughs) Okay. Career politician. That's true. Empathetic. Two-faced. I I, I
1: I, I think Joe's uh, empathy is is an act, fake. I agree.
0: Actually, a conservative.
1: I think he's a classical liberal. I I think he's, I don't, I don't think he's a conservative because of a lot of the stances he's taken over the years. Although he's taken every stance there is, to, you know, to, known to man. Um, but I I don't think that. I don't think he would. I think if you if you if you question him. If you gave him a line item survey about what he believes in, he's still going to be left of center. Uh, but I think he's more of a classical liberal than he is a new age liberal.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found it interesting. A lot. There were a lot of people who responded to one and not the other. Um, there were certain people who I am personal friends with. There were a lot of people on here that I I didn't know one way or the other what they believed. But there were some people on my friends list who responded to one and not the other who i know their political beliefs mm. um and you know some conservatives only responded to the donald trump and some only responded to the biden which was interesting um my friend who put on donald trump put blasphemous and vain christian who can't tell the truth on biden's uh they put actually a conservative <clears throat>
1: Yeah, then they don't know what a conservative is, if that's the case. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you look at Donald Trump's policy, just, I mean, I don't want to jump into this too much here, but if you look at Donald Trump's policy, not what he says, what he tweets, how he acts, his actual policy and the things that he signed off on, Donald Trump is the most conservative president we've had probably since Reagan. Mm.
0: Yeah, if you look at class, like the actual definition of conservatism. Um, Okay, so... Are we ready to move on to Joe Jorgensen? Who? <clears throat> exactly. And that was the majority of the responses I got. <laughs> uh, so by the, by the I, way,
1: by the way, uh, there are five presidential candidates right now.
0: There are five.
1: Yeah. So we have a uh, Joseph Robertson Biden with Kamala Harris. We have Donald Trump with Michael Pence. Gloria La Rivel Uh Somehow Kanye West has become the vice presidential candidate in this uh, American (laughs) Independent. He signed the wrong piece of paper. And he's actually, just FYI, uh, he recently said something along the lines of, like, just write my name and I don't want to be the vice president. Kanye, you ain't going to be the vice president. You ain't going to be the president. Just FYI. Uh, uh, So Rocky De La Fuente Guerrera, uh, Howie Hawkins, and Joe Jorgensen. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry, there's six of them.
0: What the heck?
1: Uh, and there's probably more that people that aren't on the ballot in California.
0: I yeah, that's true. Well, and they're always you you know there are always the ones that you see them and you're like who? Um,
1: I think I think Rocky I, De La Fuente Guerrero has been on the ballot here in California for like 15 years. Like I, yeah. I, I don't think he's ever stopped running for president.
0: Yeah, I threw Joe Jorgensen in the mix because I wanted to include her. Um, and she's probably been the candidate that, apart from the main two, I've seen the most of. Um, I've seen ads for rallies and protests on, on her behalf uh, by her supporters. I've seen um, some ads from her. I've seen some other things. And I wanted to, you know, let people know that they have more than those two options.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's So Let's jump into this.
0: Yeah, uh, but the because there are not a lot of people who know of Joe Jorgensen. Uh, the Jorgensen responses that I got are by far the shortest and also the funniest. So, uh, <laughs> Joe Jorgensen, I put, "Who is Joe Jorgensen?" I got this question sums up my thoughts exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, 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 yeah, honestly.
0: Uh, inadequate
1: I don't think they know what the word any adequate means I, I think honestly if Joe Jorgensen was running on the Democratic candidate I I'd, I wouldn't have as much of a problem voting for her as I do for the person I am voting for right now so yeah. I, I I think I think there is uh, Joe Jorgensen is a great concept I, I will say the candidate yeah. that is Joe Jorgensen is a great concept uh yeah the unfortunate part is, I don't. I don't think she's inadequate. I think she's not viable as a candidate. Yeah, as I, a candidate.
0: The problem with many third-party candidates, and the reason third-party candidates exist, is because the founding fathers didn't want to lock us into into a group. Um, there have been third-party candidates that have won in the history of our country, and they exist for a reason. But not, um, not, the not, problem not is not for president,
1: though. There's, I don't think that. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, not not for president. Not even Roosevelt wasn't even able to get. Um, wasn't even able to get get the vote as a third-party candidate after being president.
0: I believe... Oh, never mind. John Tyler. Yeah, there have been a fair amount of... uh, Yeah, since a dominant two-party system has solidified, no third-party candidate has ever won a presidential election. However, there have been um third party uh candidates for other seats that have won oh absolutely
1: yeah i think uh isn't rand paul or ron rand paul isn't he uh uh i think so yeah I, I think he's a registered independent uh yeah yeah and he's he's currently one of the most outspoken senators uh yeah uh, you know sitting on on there right now what, what uh, office does he have his political uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> Oh no, he's he's registered Republican, but I mean, he ran for president as an independent, I believe, at one point. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting, huh? Well, and Rand Paul has his own support team. Like Rand Paul, he's got it's it's kind of like if the Grateful Dead fans were political. Like the Rand Paul camp has been around for a long time, um, and Ron Paul I wasn't and, yeah.
1: say his dad probably helps.
0: Yeah. Um, moving forward, we have future. Um, I don't think so. Well, and this is the same person who put uh, alien and, um, oh, he didn't answer. Oh, alien and vintage. So we have alien, vintage, and future from this same person.
1: Hey, whoever this person is, stop smoking crack. (laughs) Seriously, stop smoking crack. Drink some water get some sleep and come back to reality. Okay. (laughs) You are, you are an idiot.
0: Okay. And then we have, I've never heard of her actually.
1: Welcome. Welcome to 2020.
0: Yeah. Libertarian politician running for president. I know nothing else about her upside down smiley face.
1: Let me guess that was Olivia.
0: Yes. Uh, And then unchecked capitalism with all of its corruptions, but with weed, LOL. And then that person responded to that after and said, oh, crap, I answered this incorrectly. You can just disregard my response, LMAO.
1: <laughs> okay, can, I think can, you read, can you read the first response again?
0: Unchecked capitalism with all of its corruptions, but with weed.
1: <laughs> what the fuck, man?
0: <laughs> I think because that's a response based on policies and not on who they are. I don't
1: think, no, I don't think that's I don't think you know who Joe Jorgensen is if you believe that. She's yeah. like she's honestly like the anti-corruption party. Like yeah. like they should just name her the anti-corruption party uh, uh candidate because she actually mm, Okay. I'm not going to get okay. into it. Not going to get into okay. it. You okay. you are an idiot. We only
0: have a few left. We have free range.
1: What is she, a chicken? <laughs> is she a free range chicken on a free range farm? Is she also cage-free?
0: Then we have about five people saying, who? And then my favorite, my personal favorite from Kevin, needs to hire a new stylist. Girl, that suit is not doing you any favors.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm actually looking her her up right now. Uh, (laughs) Because here's the thing. As much as I would, you know, I don't want to be the guy who judges a woman based off of her looks. But... You know, one of the biggest problems with Hillary Clinton was the fact that she didn't know how to dress herself. Um, Mm. And her her outfit just was terrible. Joe Jorgensen takes that to a whole new level. Um, Yeah. She, I mean, like, she needs to hire somebody who knows a thing about fashion. She needs a new haircut. Um, I mean, she just doesn't have the, the look to be viable, in my opinion. Um,
0: yeah I understand what she was going for here with the purple because it's kind of a blending of blue and red and if she's establishing herself as a third party I get that well not just, but not also- just that
1: in particular I'm just look, looking at just I just googled you know google imaged a bunch of pictures of her and there's nothing here that I'm just like okay yeah that looks like a winner I mean she actually looks like an outdated po- politician from like the 70s
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know she looks like what women politicians thought they should dress like in the 70s um, and by the way, there were no women politicians in the seventies. Um, so that tells you how bad it is. Um, you know, look at somebody like, like Kaylee McEnany, 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 you know, uh, Haley, Haley, uh, Haley Nikki also knows how to dress really well for, uh, for the job that she's going for, you know, uh, look up even Sarah Palin, uh, know knew how to dress or at least hired a stylist who knew how to dress her for the campaign so i think there's a certain level of like knowing how like donald trump also needs a better stylist because the the navy blue suits and the red ties bro come on man that's so 2016
0: update your look it's not four years ago
1: man well i mean at least at least invest in a in a gray suit and a black suit not just navy blue all the time Like, I know, and I know he has more than that. I mean, I've seen him in, when he was running for president the first time. But come on, dude. The same, like, yeah. I feel like, it's like me. Like, I wear the same pair of jeans until they, you know, start smelling like rancid. Uh, you know, like, I feel like that's Donald Trump is every day just putting on the same suit jacket.
0: Actually, I feel like he's like Einstein who has the same color suit for every day of the week.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. We have anything else?
0: Nope, that's all. All of our responses, and we've spent like twenty five minutes on this. Longer,
1: we've been <laughs> on this for like half an hour.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm this, so sorry.
1: This is supposed to be like a 20, 20 second clip. Um, cool. All right, so let's take another commercial break. Uh, and when we come back in, we're gonna jump jump into who is running for president.
0: Kanye West.
1: All right, we're back with more uh, of the Cast the Vote edition of You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, tacos, and now voting. Um, make sure to register. To, if, if you have not registered to vote, find out if you can still register to vote in your uh, in your respective areas and make sure you register to vote. But you know what? Here's the other thing, too. I think that there's a certain level of uh, everyone, you know, there's everyone says, oh, you have to vote, you have to vote, you have to vote. If you have not researched any of the topics, if you have not researched any of the candidates, if you have not researched you know what your stances should be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then you should not vote. There are some Honestly, people yeah. there are some people in this world who should not vote. And if you are yeah. somebody who does not know what the hell you're voting for, stay away from the voting poll, stay away from the voting booths, do not mail in your ballot. Just just sit this one out, bro. Uh, because yeah. we don't need people who are uneducated at making decisions for this country. Uh, right, voting is a right if you choose to do it, but you should do so responsibly, just like driving well, driving's not a right, but you know, they don't let just anybody on the road, you know and they can revoke it, like if you're, if you're going to be an idiot, do not vote
0: Amen to that And I don't, and I don't mean if um, you don't
1: vote for the person I vote for, I just mean I don't care if you vote for the person I'm not voting for. I don't care if you you and I fundamentally disagree in politics. What I do agree on, or what I do expect from everybody who's voting, is they at least have researched what they're voting for. They have at least. I there's things on the ballot that I have no like. I'll tell you one right now. There's one on here, uh, the 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 Orange County Water District. I, I don't know any of these people. I'm not voting for that. I'm not going to vote for any of those people on there because I don't know anything about it. I'm not and I'm not. I don't have time to research that, so I'm just going to leave it blank. It's okay. Oh, not talk to, vote. to my mom i'm just gonna leave it blank
0: you actually talk to my mom because she writes out like a guide every year for us
1: well your mom's also very very partisan ah partisan so
0: <laughs> we have a every year before it's time to vote that you know every year i've been voting which is two years um
1: you mean two, <laughs> two elections
0: yeah, two election seasons. Um, we have like a sit-down family meeting where we talk about all the issues, we uh, do a little bit of research, we look into the way everything works and see what we want to do. Um, but that's something that you should commit to. Like as Ruben J was saying, I don't care how you vote, I don't care who you vote for, what your reasons are, just make sure you have reasons. Yeah. Because as
1: <laughs> and, and 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 just the other guy, I don't like the other guy, the other guy's mean is not a reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, As much as it is kind of fed to us at this point in history that our vote doesn't matter because of the electoral college, it does. Your vote really does matter. We're going to be talking about that later on in our mini season. Um, And if you feel like your vote doesn't matter in the presidential election, um, that, like, even if you still continue to believe that your vote does matter in your local elections your vote actually really freaking matters in the local elections and um the local elections are going to directly affect your life and the way you live it if you haven't had any experience with that take a look at the way ab5 has impacted your the way the entire state of california runs that came about because of a representative in san diego um, who is probably going to be reelected this season, and it's put thousands and thousands of people out of their jobs. It has forced us to reclassify the way we work. I've spoken on about a b five on this podcast before, well, and I we're gonna have... be
1: talking about that in a couple weeks too. so we're not I mean, yeah. this, isn't a, this is about who not what?
0: I know, I know, but like just that as an example. like that came about because some people elected a one it's, single it's, it's, representative. It's, it's... In Okay, I'm going. So, vote in your local elections. We're going to talk about the presidential candidates now because we don't know where you are and we can't talk about your local representatives for you. You got to do that yourself. But, Ruben, who are we starting with?
1: Uh, We're going to start with the current president of the United States and billionaire real estate mogul and former reality television personality, Donald John Trump.
0: I honestly I've heard Reuben J for so long that it didn't register to me that he actually had a middle name that started with J that was a name. I for some reason I thought it was just like Donald J Trump. Cuz I hear Reuben J so often.
1: Who is Donald Trump? Donald Trump is the 45th and current president of the United States. He took office on January 20th, 2017. Previously, he was a real estate mogul and former reality TV star. In the 1980, in 1980 he opened the Grand Hyatt New York, which made him the city's best-known developer. In 2004, Trump began starring in the hit NBC reality series, The Apprentice. Trump turned his attention to politics, and in 2015, he announced his candidacy for the President of the United States on the Republican ticket. After winning a majority of the primaries and caucuses, Trump became the official Republican candidate for president on July 19th, 2016. That November, Trump was elected the 45th president of the United States after defeating Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. Now, I think it's important to know that Donald Trump has been teasing to run for office since the 80s. Uh, He never actually officially pulled the trigger. Uh, In 2000, he he formed an exploratory committee uh on the with the reform party uh and thankfully he pulled out of that before it got really serious uh because i I think i think part of the problem with trump in 2016 was that nobody took him seriously enough to to really combat him everyone just thought oh he's selling a book oh he's selling a tv show oh he's selling a new building oh he's doing something he's not actually running for president and then he won the he actually became president
0: yeah Um, I also wanted to point out, uh, so Donald Trump is a German immigrant. Um, His family immigrated in the 18th century. He's a descendant
1: of German immigrants.
0: Sorry, yeah, German descendant of German immigrants. Um, His father was a real estate developer in New York City, um, and... He used his inheritance to found Trump and son in 1927. The company grew to build and maintain single family houses in Queens, barracks and garden apartments for the U S Navy personnel. Um, Donald Trump took over that business, became the president of it in 1971 and renamed it the Trump organization. So I think a lot of people kind of just see Donald Trump as a billionaire who kind of, you know, inherited his family's money. That is true, but there's a story behind that. There's a story behind all of these people. Um, and it's, you know, it's tough to just pigeonhole somebody as, oh, he's a billionaire. Like, that came from somewhere. Um, he was born, Donald J. Trump was born on June 14th, 1947 in Queens, New York. Um, he was an energetic, assertive child in the 50s. The Trump's wealth increased with the post-war real estate boom. He was raised Presbyterian by his mother, and he identifies as mainland Protestant. Um there have been a lot of speculations thrown around about Trump's religious beliefs. Um, he does, uh, you know, just from what he said, he identifies as a Protestant. He and he says that he does believe in God. Um, he attended the New York Military Academy at 13. He did really well at that academy. His parents thought that the discipline of the school would channel his energy in a positive manner Um, He did really well socially and academically. He became a star athlete and a student leader. He entered Fordham University in 1964, uh, transferred to Wharton School of Finance in Pennsylvania two years later, and graduated with a degree in economics. He, uh, during his years in college, he worked at his father's real estate business. Um, He secured education deferments for the draft in the Vietnam War and a one Y medical deferment after he graduated. That is something that you hear tossed around a lot when people are talking about Donald Trump. Uh, you can look into that yourself, but you know, it does show he received an educational one and then a medical deferment for the Vietnam War. Um, he is the fourth of five children. So he's the second to youngest child. Um, he's had a couple of different wives uh he, currently he's married to melania trump
1: i i, I love is that why we're using biography.com as a, as a resource to this and, and so i i'm scrolling and i just see the word wives i'm like how many wives does he have i didn't realize that they were talking about his ex-wives as well that should say you know partners or you know ex-spouses or something but whatever
0: yeah yeah so he has had three wives: uh, Ivana, Marla, and Melania. Who, honestly, I would get all of those mixed up if I had been married to three different people and they all sounded so similar. <laughs> um, I mean, Ivana and Marla are basically—they you just combine them to make Melania. No, just me. Okay. Um, he has five children. Uh, who we've probably seen, you know, you've probably seen a lot of in the major news media. Uh, so Trump followed his father into a career in real estate development and uh, kind of brought his grander ambitions to the family business. Um, his business ventures include the Trump Organization, Trump Tower, casinos in Atlantic City and television franchises like The Apprentice and Miss Universe. The Apprentice is a great show. Uh, he has business deals with Javits Center. Is that? Am I pronouncing that right? Okay. And the Grand Hyatt New York as well as other real estate ventures in New York, Florida, Los Angeles. Um
1: as well as internationally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and internationally. Um, his federal income disclosure forms that he filed in twenty seventeen list the golf courses, including Trump, National, Doral, and Mar-a-Lago in Florida, are earning about half of his income. Other financial ventures include aircraft, merchandise, and royalties from his two books, The Art of the Deal and Crippled America. How to Make America Great Again. I have that book. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. He looks crippled.
1: And that, Yeah, that's not a great picture of him. To, to be fair, <laughs> there aren't many great pictures of Donald Trump.
0: So... Can we talk a little bit about the tax returns thing, Ruben? Do you know much about that?
1: Um, let's let's not jump too too much into that because just because okay. there's so much there, and there's we're running out of time, and I want to talk about some of his accomplishments real quick. Uh, okay. but, but basically, um, the depending on how you decide to read the facts into it, uh, either Donald Trump just paid 750 dollars in in tax returns um, or in in taxes. Or what actually happened is he, he overpaid uh, one year in, in his taxes and deferred the payment so he didn't get a tax return. So normally what ends up happening is, you know, every year most Americans overpay in their taxes, and in April mm-hmm. you get a tax return. So if you, you know, let's say you pay $10,000 in taxes, you were only supposed to pay, you know, $5,000 in taxes, they send you a check for $5,000 back. Uh, you do have the option to defer that to the next year's Taxes. Therefore, your tax bill the next year should be zero dollars. You know, mm. if if the five thousand stay the same. So theoretically, Trump did that on a much larger scale. Hence, why he only had to pay seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. Uh, de- again, depending on how, you, if you read it the way that you know mainstream media says, oh, Trump only paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes, um, and that's not true. Let's talk about a couple things that he has accomplished in office. Um, okay, because whether you believe. Uh, whether you agree with his policies or not, Donald Trump has accomplished quite a bit in his four years uh, of office. Uh, the fact that he has implemented 300 federal judges across the nation alone is a huge, it's a huge, huge accomplishment for any president. Um, usually that's what I, I, I wonder uh, how many, let's see how many judges did Obama appoint? Let's see how many, just cause I'm kind of curious. Um,
0: and I want to make it clear we're not endorsing any candidates. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No. Uh,
1: so just 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 by, like, pure comparison, Donald Trump has just nominated his third Supreme Court uh, justice. Um, Obama technically nominated three justices as well in eight years, uh, but he was only able to get two appointed to the court, and that was uh, Sonia Sotomayor and Ale- Elena Kagan, which, by the way, uh, just kind of a random fun fact— uh, Sonia Sotomayor was the first actual uh, Supreme Court justice that I actually can remember being appointed to to office. Mm-hmm. So just a kind of yeah. random, random thought there. Um, and in his eight years, he appointed fifty five ju- uh, judges to the Court of Appeals and a hundred. Nope, more than that. Oh, quite a bit actually 268 to the court of appeals um or sorry district court district courts so trump is, has nominated way more than that in four years uh than obama was able to do in eight years it's not so much a uh, a slam on obama uh just because things line up differently you know obama probably had a bunch of yeah. you know much more younger judges um than than trump you know trump inherited a bunch of judges retiring essentially or dying um yeah. It's just timing. Yeah, it's just, it's just timing. I mean that's really nothing to do with, with, with policy per se, as it as much as it is uh more of just you know Yeah. Whatever. Um
0: I do wanna point out something interesting that I just found. So we're reading off of we've both done a little bit of research on our own. Uh we're primarily going off of the source biography dot com because uh we felt it was very factual, uh kind of full of a good yeah, uh good timeline of information and not super partisan um so if you want to go check that out go to biography.com and then search for donald trump uh joe biden is also on there we'll be using the same source for the rundown on joe biden yeah uh, and we apologize thought... for the
1: extra long uh episode fyi just
0: yeah sorry whatever we'll try to do better next week no we won't reuben does like to have super long episodes so
1: all right so um Trump's most lasting impact on the country will be the reshaping of the federal judici- judiciary judiciary. Um, so again, Trump, Trump at this point, uh, according to business insider has 205. Where's it at? 205. I just lost it. 205 judges overall to the federal federal bench uh, for lifetime appointees appointments. Um, by December of last year, Sorry, by December of this year, Trump nominees made up 25% of all U.S. court judges. That's huge. 25% of all current judges on a federal level have been appointed by Trump. That's really um, huge. The creation of Space Force. Um, the the <laughs> downside of Space Force is Netflix created a terrible, terrible show uh, on it. The upside of Space Force is that we are actually leading in space again, which is something that we haven't done in decades. Um, Trump signed yeah. seven hundred and thirty eight billion dollars in defense spending uh, just before Christmas of last year to create the space force, the sixth official branch of the armed forces um, Of course, I think a lot of people are are talking about the biggest accomplishment being uh, Trump's tax reform um, giving a tax break to pretty much everybody across the board um, so and and just people. A lot of people don't understand that what what matters when it comes to taxes isn't how big of a refund check you get in April, but how small of a refund check you get in April. Mm-hmm. Because if you get a massive refund check in April, what yeah. that essentially means is you overpaid that much money into your taxes. So I the federal a, a government professor. took, hold on. The federal government took that much money out of your bank account and sat on it for an entire year and then returned it to you without any return on your investment whatsoever. Yeah. You had a professor who what?
0: I had a professor. So we actually looked at tax forms in my music business class because uh, musicians have a really difficult time with taxes because we have so many different jobs. Um, So we actually took a couple of class sessions and looked at the different types of tax forms, what we needed to know. And that was one of the things he very pointedly told the group of freshmen If you are receiving a very large return, you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be trying to do that. Like, you shouldn't be getting a lot. You shouldn't have to owe. You shouldn't be returned anything. You Hopefully, you should be very close to what you actually owed in taxes when you submit your tax forms.
1: You should theoretically walk away from your tax guy. All you have to pay out of pocket is whatever his fee is. You should not have to write a check to the IRS and you should not be getting a giant check back from the federal government. It's nice to have an unofficial savings account. It is. It's nice every year knowing that you have a couple. Th- Again, and This is different though if you have children and stuff because you get federal tax credits and even if you owe nothing in taxes, a lot of times they'll still give you the credit so you might actually get money back from the government still. Um, that's different than if it's a straight like me I have nothing really to write off. So, you know, getting, getting my money back from the federal government is not necessarily a good thing. I should be just, I should just get nothing. Um, And of course uh, the first step act is really important as well. This is uh, the, the, whether you agree with it or not, I know most conservatives are not for prison reform, but this is Trump's prison reform bill uh, that he signed into law in 2018, making it, And actually, like the first time in a long time that there's actually been real work done on the um, incarceration rates and and trying to get people out of jail who maybe shouldn't be in in, in jail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of the things I found very interesting about Trump, a lot of people talk about his political affiliation and his political party switching. Uh, so in 87, he registered Republican two years later in 89, yeah, let's, let let's, let's, let's,
1: let's, let's jump past this. This is important.
0: Okay. But I thought it was interesting because in 2000, Trump ran for president. Did you know that?
1: I just said that. Oh, he was well. part of the reform party. He's, he didn't actually run for president though. He he dropped out before the, before any votes were cast for him.
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay. Should we move to Joe Biden? Yes. Okay, let's do it. it okay. <laughs> so, who is Joe Biden? Um, Joe Biden... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. So... Joe Biden briefly worked as an attorney before turning to politics. He became the fifth youngest U.S. senator in history, as well as Delaware. <laughs> now he's longest, the
1: oldest senator in history,
0: as well as Delaware's longest serving senator. Uh, he ran for president in 08 uh, and never really gained momentum. But the Democratic nominee, Barack Obama, actually selected him as his running mate. And we know him as the former vice president. He served two terms. Um And at the close of the Obama administration, Obama presented Biden with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Um, Long before reaching one of the highest political offices in the nation, uh, Biden was born in 1942. He grew up in the blue-collar town of Scranton in Northeast Pennsylvania, um, which probably wouldn't be all that important for us to know if there wasn't such a huge TV sitcom based around the town of Scranton, (laughs) Um, his father, Joseph Biden, senior worked cleaning furnaces and as a used car salesman Um, and Biden credits his parents, uh, Joseph and Catherine with instilling in him toughness, hard work and perseverance. Um, He has quoted his father a couple of times saying champ, the measure of a man is not how often he gets knocked down, but how quickly he gets up. Um, He attended St. Paul's elementary school in 1955. When he was 13, the family moved to Mayfield, Delaware a middle-class community sustained primarily by the DuPont chemical company that was nearby. Um, And this has been drawing a little bit more attention recently as a child. Biden struggled with a stutter and kids, other kids called him dash and Joe impedimenta to mock him, (laughs) which is a little wordy for an insult, honestly. Um, and he eventually overcame his speech impediment by memorizing I, long passages of poetry and reciting them out loud in front of the mirror.
1: I, I think when they say kids called him Joe Impedimenta or whatever, I think he meant that other members of Senate called him that. <laughs> I don't think kids would ever call him that.
0: I really identified with this though because when I was a kid and I had no friends and I was bored, I used to memorize Shakespeare soliloquies no. and t- talk to myself. Take um,
1: talk to, your, you to yourself. You tick talk to yourself.
0: I did, yeah. Before it was cool. Um, Biden, identif- uh, <laughs> wow. Biden attended the Saint Helena School until he gained acceptance into the Archmere Academy. Uh, he had to work by washing the school windows and weeding the gardens to help his family afford tuition. Um, but he had been dreaming of attending the school for so long. Okay, let's that- get
1: let's get to stuff. That, let's get to more meat and potatoes here because we're, we're running out of time. Um, okay, and none of this stuff sounds interesting whatsoever. well, um, can we
0: talk about his his wife though because
1: well she's a doctor of education that's all it no, his first wife oh no, that's fine. Um, she died in a car crash um, <laughs> 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 uh I mean because here's here's the funny thing. I spent the last like forty minutes that you've been reading that about joe biden um i've I've been googling Joe Biden accomplishments. And I have not been able to find a list of his accomplishments whatsoever. Let
0: me start about, uh, let me talk about how he started, because we often hear that he's been just a career politician. Um, He graduated from law school in 1968, moved to Delaware to begin practicing at a law firm. Um, He was elected to the New Castle County Council, which is a mouthful, in 1970 as an active member of the Democratic Party. And while serving in 1971 as a councilman, he started his own law firm. He had three kids around that time. And then uh, in 72, the democratic party in Delaware encouraged 29 year old Biden to run against the Republican incumbent J Caleb Boggs for the United States Senate. He ran his own campaign. His sister served as his campaign manager, both of his campaign, both of his parents campaign daily, and he won an upset victory to become the fifth youngest U S Senator elected. Um, Right around that time, like two years after he was first elected to position, his wife died in a car accident. I know. Um, I did this so you
1: wouldn't (laughs) comment. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make this easier to edit. Jeez.
0: And then from 1973 to 2009, he served on the Senate. Um, He won a lot of respect in foreign policy he was a chairman of the committee on foreign relations uh he had a lot of foreign policy positions including working with nato soviet union first gulf war um genocide in darfur uh talked about the bush's handling of the iraq war um and he was also an outspoken proponent of tougher crime laws uh, he sponsored the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act to add 100,000 police officers and increase sentences for a host of crimes.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about um, his time as vice president. Um, yeah. You know, basically, you know, for the most part, vice presidents are, are non-existent to a certain degree um, because they're basically there to oversee the Senate and step in in case the president is is uh, unavailable due to medical concerns or needing to, you know, it's really like being uh, a silent wingman. Uh, Biden took a very active role as as VP to a certain degree, uh, was out in public probably more so than any other VP that I can think of in my, you know, in my short short life, you know, because I, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing, you know, and, and I was really young too, but I don't remember seeing Al Gore out as much with, with Clinton Um, And I also don't remember seeing Cheney out with Bush all that often. Uh, But with Obama, you saw Biden quite a bit. Um, Yeah. You know, as vice president, he oversaw the implementation of the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act uh, in 2009, uh, which was at the time the biggest economic recovery plan in the country's history. Um, He brokered a Senate negotiation deal between Republicans and Democrats to pass the budget control act of 2011, which was instrumental in avoiding a government shutdown. Mm. Uh, and in 2014, uh, led a review of the federal employment and training programs, uh, which apparently retooled $1.5 billion in grant money to allow job driven training, uh, practices. Yeah. Um, he also oversaw one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest overhauls in the American um, healthcare sector uh, being very instrumental in passing Obamacare uh, so much so that I believe he called it a big effing deal uh, on a live microphone Um, and also helped accelerate um, an initiative to help prevent and diagnose cancer. So, which Mm. is, which is good um that is good th- i mean it is really good um <laughs> i love i love when candidates say oh i'm pro-cancer and they meant like pro-cancer research but <laughs> <laughs> i will put more money towards cancer wait what <laughs> <laughs> um and of course the thing with with joe that i think is important is that uh he he is uh and by the way this is coming straight from like uh a democratic fact page so a lot of this is very uh um skewed so just i'm just reading kind of the the like they say he's protecting our children but you know he all he did was sign an act that i don't think has really done much for anybody but whatever um joe biden here's the thing about joe biden that i think is different than most uh vice presidential people in general he's a nice he's he's a friendly guy you know like i've heard i know people who who know the biden family uh and they all say hey he's a nice guy you know Uh, being a nice guy only gets you so far. Um, you know, it's what you do once you get the job that matters. And, you know, for the most part, it seems like Biden's career has just been, been, is just being there. He just happens to be there. Uh, the only reason why Joe Biden at this point is the nominee, in my opinion, is because of Obama. Uh, if he hadn't been Obama's running mate, he would not be in the position he's, he's in right now.
0: I will say I was a little bit disappointed with the Democratic Party this season because uh, they had a gay man. They had like three women. They had a lot of people of color and they went with Biden, which I mean, Biden has his accomplishments. Um, He it, it all he two is- of them. He is often degraded for being a career politician that has come in handy. So uh, in 2010, he used his Senate connections to help secure passage of the new strategic arms reduction treaty between the U.S. and the Russian Federation. Um, He's used his career moves to help him further. So, you know, the fact that Trump came in as a businessman, nobody really knew him. Everybody turned pretty hostile to him. And the fact that he wasn't very nice kind of didn't work in his favor either. Biden is very nice, and he also has a history in politics, so that can work in his favor. Um, I think that it's it's not entirely the best thing to do to look down on people for being career politicians. I think that if they're not getting a lot done, that can be very difficult, and that can be a reason to look down on them. That's the reason a lot of people like Donald Trump is because he's not a career politician. Um but on the other hand, career politicians I don't know. It's it's kind of a it's two sides of a coin because like career politicians, they're there for a long time, they don't always get a lot done. People who aren't career politicians tend to go in, shake things up a little bit and then leave after a while. Um they get a lot done. So we're seeing Trump get a lot done right now and that's because he doesn't care. About establishing a long career in the Senate, he doesn't care about. Well, also he Pence. doesn't have
1: time to create a long career. He's going to die in like half a. Mile. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's also part of it. So which you know, is, which it's, is why it's he, he picked somebody like
1: Mike Pence to run for, you know run with him is because Pence is a lifelong politician. You know, um, I don't know if Pence was ever in the Senate, but you know he was a governor for a very long time. Um, yeah. and it, and it's good to have those connections. So you you, you yeah. choose your running mates wisely. Um, yeah. Now let's talk about Joe Jorgensen. Um really you, quick. <laughs> because, because she is an important figure uh into this, this candidacy because she's probably um the most um probably the most talked about candidate when it comes to the twenty twenty yeah. election. Yeah. Um so I
0: last time I went out to Colorado, I was seeing like ads for rallies all over the place for joe jorgensen and like the let the hashtag let her speak i mean that's huge um so joe jorgensen
1: uh let's 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 bullet point this let's not let's just bullet point this stuff
0: well i mean the whole this is like three paragraphs (laughs) yeah but you take forever to read
1: so just bullet point it so
0: Joanne Marie Jorgensen, born in nineteen fifty seven. Or just read the whole thing. Um, sure, go for it. She is the Libertarian Party's nominee for president. Uh she was the nominee for vice president in nineteen ninety-six, running mate with Harry Brown. She was also the Libertarian nominee for South Carolina's fourth congressional district in nineteen ninety-two. Um, she got two percent of the votes. She was born in Libertyville, Illinois, raised in Grays Lake, Illinois. Um, she's an alumni of the Gray's Lake Central High School, and her parents were, her grandparents were Danish immigrants. She received her Bachelor of Science in Psychology at Baylor University in 1979, followed by a Master's in Administration from Southern Methodist University in 1980. She began her career working at IBM with computer systems. And then she left to become a part owner and president of Digitech Inc. She received her PhD in industrial and organizational psychology from Clemson University in 2002. She has taught full-time since 2006. She is a psychology senior lecturer at Clemson University, a public land grant university in Clemson, South Carolina. Um, and the first office she ran for was the 92 House of Representatives election. She ran as a libertarian. She placed third Losing to Bob Inglis and uh the incumbent was so she's sorry. a
1: she's a career loser,
0: yeah, yeah it's kind of sad, but yeah
1: at least um, at least Gary Johnson was a former governor <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> what is Aleppo? So-
0: I'm actually excited. I don't know if we'll decide to uh, <laughs> I don't know if we'll decide to talk about her policies all that in depth, but she does well, have let's, some very let's, let's interesting jump into this, policy this, this choices.
1: This is re- this is really interesting here real, real quick. Um, yeah. her the one that I actually support probably the most out of all the ones that are on here uh, is is the right to to opt out of the social security system. Mm-hmm. Um, allowing people to route 6.2% of their future payroll taxes in individual retirement accounts and receive a poor prorated social security benefit for existing contribution contributions, um, which is, which is huge Uh, for me. I've always said that social security is a scam for people who are in the system. Now, like you and I will never see our social security money back. You know, like we should have the ability to take our social security money and put it into a, an approved retirement plan that will actually be safeguarded, uh, versus, uh, versus, you know, just being thrown into a system uh that is actually paying people who are currently living off the system now um criminal justice reform which i think is huge uh she opposes the seizure of property through federal civil asset forfeiture um which i have no idea what that means um and opposes qualified immunity which is huge right now uh which qualified immunity just fyi basically means that if a police officer does something as an as an official officer, like in their job duties, for example, kill somebody in the line of, you know, a traffic stop or something um, depending on if it's a good, you know, they call it a good shoot, meaning that it's justified. Um, basically the police uh, unions will, will cover any legal bills. That's what's a what qualified immunity is um, getting rid of it would actually make the police officers personally liable, which isn't a terrible idea uh, in certain degrees Um She also, she wants to work with Congress to end the quote war on drugs, uh, and other victimless crimes. Uh, the biggest thing is she also wants to, uh, allow, uh, she supports amnesty for whistleblowers such as Edward Snowden, uh, Julian Assange and Chelsea Manning, which by the way, uh, these people were instrumental on releasing information that, um, basically showed that the American people were being spied on by its own government. So, uh, I also agree with that. Um, yes.
0: Yeah. Um. And finish your thought i have another i have another talking i, was, point. I okay. was moving on to the next one okay um no go for it go for it
1: i mean i was moving on to the next point
0: okay <laughs> do it
1: okay so uh she supports the right to bear arms which i think is vital it's a vital 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 uh constitutional um law that we have uh she also supports uh demilitarization of the police department um which basically means that they would have less Uh, tools in their arsenal to be able to stop certain crimes there's a certain level of demilitarization that i agree with um but i also think that it really depends on what they're talking about like are they talking about you know removing the ability to to respond to riots and riot gear like or you know is it just taking away their you know war, you know war level um war quality you know guns um yeah the important thing, too, is she wants to stop any new uh borrowing from a federal of it federal level um and plans to veto any spending that leads to a deficit increase uh a deficit or debt ceiling increase, which is good um, and there's a bunch of other things too uh yeah here. and I we mean, can
0: talk more about this in the next couple of episodes as well um one of the things I wanted to point out. So Joe Jorgensen has seen a lot more uptick in terms of her, uh, publicity, especially, uh, after the last debate, not the last one, not the VP one, but the, the presidential debate earlier this month. Um, she, so her website actually crashed the night of the first presidential debate because there were so many people visiting it. Um, the hashtag, uh, hashtag let her speak has been trending especially that night that hashtag was trending um and there have been rallies and protests all over the nation uh based around that idea of letting joe jorgensen speak at the debates letting her voice her platform and so i wanted to talk about why we haven't seen a third party candidate at a presidential debate because i think that that's a lot of what people want to see um
1: because (laughs) because the people making those decisions are lifelong republicans and democrats
0: well, I was doing yeah, I was doing a little bit of research on it. Um, so she has to garner at least fifteen percent of the uh oh my gosh, what is it called? Polling. Um,
1: <laughs> she, has to, she has to have a fifteen percent um polling.
0: She, uh, fifteen percent of votes in five national opinion polls. Uh, currently she has two point two.
1: And she also has um, to have a certain amount of donations. Uh, yeah. It's it's, so, it's stupid. It, honestly, it's stupid. It, it's really yeah. stupid. Like, here's the thing. I don't agree that you should have every single third party candidate on that debate stage because then you have 40 people on there and only two of them, two or three of them really matter. Yeah. I do think that the, that there should be a, a very, uh, Selective. direct step forward in allowing certain third party candidates on the debate stage. I do believe that – I do declare – I (laughs) do believe that if Gary Johnson would have been allowed on the debate stage in 2016, that both Hillary and Trump would not have gotten as many votes as they both did. The problem that you – the risk that you run is the spoiler, you know, the spoiler – what is it called? The spoiler, which basically is, you know – you have somebody like Gary Johnson who would like to say he's physically conservative and socially Democrat or socially liberal, (laughs) fiscally conservative.
0: You said physically.
1: No, I said fiscally Clean your ears out. Um, and, uh, socially liberal, uh, which basically means you take, you take votes from both, both parties. Uh, the problem is going to be, you know, if people are not voting as an example, people are not voting for Joe Biden because they want to vote for Donald Trump because they can't vote for Joe Biden. What you yeah. what ends up happening is you end up finding you know this third party person, who has no real viability, yeah, has no real path to presidency, uh, taking votes away from the other candidates who do have, you know, viability and do have the you know the potential to become you know to become or remain president, and then, you know, you, you end up seeing that those votes cutting you know being cut in half, and the person who who had less of a chance out of the tube to become president end up. I know I see you that you have a comment. You don't have to. <laughs> oh,
0: no, I was putting a hair behind uh, my head. I do have a comment. Uh-huh.
1: but <laughs> uh, She's like she's like like raising her hand and she thinks I didn't see her. Then she does like this awkward like like she wants to like comb no, her hair I, or something. I had a longer uh,
0: hair that was stuck up in my bangs.
1: Uh-huh. Sure. Um, so. So what ends up happening is you end up stealing votes away from somebody um, who is probably better fit for the job. Uh, and then the person who really didn't have the votes ends up with more votes than the other person.
0: Yeah, so the Commission on Presidential Debates is a private entity, um, and they're owned jointly by the DNC and the GOP. So that's part of the problem, right there, is that the Commission on Presidential Debates is owned by two parties. Um, and Gary Johnson and Jill Stein filed a lawsuit against the Commission in 2016. Um, alleging that their keeping of third party candidates out of the debate was illegal anti-competitive behavior and i believe they won the suit but it's kind of unclear what the implications of that are especially seeing as the third debate has now been canceled the second um, debate
1: has been canceled not the third debate what this, the second debate not the third debate
0: well the second presidential debate yeah sorry yeah you i keep it. thinking of it as yeah um i wanted to read um just kind of to you know summarize what joe jorgensen is just Um,
1: just, just fyi the judge dismisses debate lawsuit oh wait that's an old article sorry (laughs) um no yeah they lost they they lost or got it got it got thrown out
0: Mm, that's a shame um i think that there needs to be more
1: well the problem the problem isn't so much it's a private company if it's a private company there, there really isn't anything anyone can do a private company can do of whatever course, they want yeah. the problem is that it's a private company yeah you know like if it was a a government institute which i don't know if we want that to be a government institute mm-hmm. um but if it was a government institute then you have an issue because that's that's freedom of speech being uh you know suppressed um but then the problem with that is if it's a public institute, does that mean every third-party candidate gets to be on stage as well?
0: Yeah, then you get Kanye West debating with Donald Trump, and I don't think and let me, anybody let me, I'm going to finish
1: here in a minute. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> All right.
0: So I wanted, I wanted let, to close this out here. I wanted to read a quote from Joe. Is that okay?
1: If it's quick, because we are way over time.
0: Okay, that's fine. Never mind.
1: So I guess it's not quick? No. Okay, so... um We're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we're going to have some closing thoughts. Boom. All right, so we are back. This is Cast the Vote, uh, the 14-hour-long edition of the podcast. Um, I would just
0: like to point out that Ruben J has historically campaigned...
1: And we're back. Uh, that is the uh, the conversation that we had. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we are at the 90-minute mark for the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. So to close up, to wrap things up, to end the discussion, um, I think it's important for us to remind people to – investigate and research the people you're voting for yes. um but it's also time for moxie Ann to make her endorsement of the presidential candidate she is going to vote for
0: i will make an endorsement and of a
1: presidential candidate she is going to vote for we need in, a name
0: in this highly highly argued debate the most important debate of 2020 I will be throwing my vote behind street tacos. I know, I know, it's uh, it's tough. Especially if you disagree, it's tough. Ruben, where would you put your vote? I know, I, I'll give you a second. It's, it's a hard decision. You have to really think through your options, think about where they came thro- from, think about who what, is they that, are. what does that
1: mean that's racist
0: no it's not
1: you have to think about where the tacos came from before you can vote for it that's that's racist
0: uh well i mean if it's coming off of a cart i'd say yes if it's coming from a taco bell i'd say no
1: actually you would say yes to taco bell as well
0: i i would but it really all depends on the sanitation rating of the establishment
1: i unlike moxie Ann, We'll make an actual endorsement. A real endorsement. I am publicly going to support something when it comes <laughs> when it comes to this election. Uh and I, I think it's no surprise. I don't think anybody should be surprised with what I'm about to say. And I would like for people to understand that I'm coming from a from a from a a very researched and well thought out stance and I think that it's important for you to also understand that I am doing I am doing the Lord's work with this so I Reuben J am formally here
0: come on man spit it out
1: You interrupted me. I have to start over again. I, I. Ruben J. Executive producer. You interrupted again. I. Ruben J. Creator and executive producer of this podcast. Do formally. (laughs) Endorse voting in the 2020 election.
0: Wow.
1: Go out and vote, people. Unless you're not researched, then stay home, stupid. Wow.
0: I don't think that's fair.
1: That's very much fair. I don't think so. You, last week, you said you would endorse a presidential candidate.
0: I said nothing of the sort.
1: If people would listen to the court reporter.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. We are way over time, so I think we need to say goodbye for this week, and hopefully next week will be shorter. Uh, If you like the length of this episode, let us know, and we'll do another long one. Next week, we're going to be talking about what the issues are, Um, what's important to know in this election, what are the hot-button issues that everybody's talking about, and why should we know about them? Why should we care? What are the options? I think everybody needs to know. Um, Reuben J. seems to have checked out.
1: I have important people texting me right now. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So with that being said, next week we're going to talk about what the issues are, what you should be voting for, what you think I should eat for breakfast tomorrow, uh, and other fun stuff. My name. We'll be back. (laughs) This is what happens when you try to be the be the host of the show. Uh, my name is Ruben J.
0: And I'm Moxie Ann.
1: You don't sound so excited.
0: I can uh, Nothing.
1: My name is Ruben J. And
0: I'm Moxie Ann.
1: And make sure to register to vote. And we are out of patience.
0: Amen to that. <laughs>